Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Honeybees. We mentioned, like, in the episode we recorded recently, we were talking about something else, and we realized we didn't know anything about honeybees and how to make honey, and so I said we were going to do an episode about it, and here we are. Yeah, and as I recall, I told you I never want to talk about bees. But you know what? Uh, that Guess what? So... <laughs> Natalie, what is a bee? <laughs> a honeybee is a eusocial flying insect within the genus Apis of the bee clade, all native to Eurasia, but spread to four other continents by human beings. What's eusocial? That's the highest level of social organization a community of animals can have. So they're basically full communist. Mm-hmm. We have much to learn from bees. Right. They work as like a unit and they work together towards like the good of the population of bees. How communist are we talking? Do they have a charismatic leader? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The honeybees have uh, queen bees. Does she eat a special food that none of the other bees get to have? Yes. So queen bees are the leaders of the hive. Is that, mm-hmm. it, are they the leader well, of the hive or the tribe or what? They just lay all the eggs. They're like the big mom. The main thing you know about bees, oh, uh, they live in those wax things. Those wax houses that you might call them, you might call them a hive. I'm used to seeing apiaries and bees are apis, right? Mm-hmm. Which are like those filing cabinets full of bees. Mm-hmm. How do bees build their hives when they don't have, like, frames to build onto? Well, they build it up in a tree or, like, inside a hole somewhere. Let's find a picture of a a wild beehive. They just hang it off the thing. Like, oh, it's got fins. It's it looks like some of them. Log. Some of them you can see the hexagons when they hang on a tree. It looks like it has cooling fins, like a video card. Mm-hmm. You know, bees live in them, man. That's what that's what they're all about. They live in a hive, man. I mean, try to find a bee and not living in a beehive. Like I bet you won't. There's no solo bees. They're too social. No freelancers. That... Yeah. There are eight species of honeybees. There are 20,000 species of bees. So honeybees are actually extremely small subsection are, of bees. Are we only talking honeybees today? Yeah. Oh. Because the other ones, who cares? They don't do anything. I'm not interested in what they're doing. I want that honey situation. Like, I'm getting something out of it. The other 19,992 species of bees that you said are not doing anything. I'm... <laughs> what are they doing? I mean, they're not I, making honey. I mean, you honestly. <laughs> Lazy. Lazy. <laughs> If you're not making something for me to put in my drink, you motherfucker. <laughs> you made me curious. I mean, a bu- non-honeybee is just a bug, baby. I'm not interested. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the big fuzzy ones that fly the around, big, that's just babies, a bug. Yeah. That's just a bug. But they're not honey boys. Uh-uh, not, okay. Not sweet fellows. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, what I'm saying is that there's honeybees and then there's the other bees. We're here to talk about the guys who make honey. The other guys are bugs. I'm not really sure, like, what there is to talk about if we can't talk about their honey. The word on the street, though, here's the thing, okay? Honeybees. If you were going to write the word honeybees, how would you write it? I'm not sure if it's one word or two. I, um, 
Well, the way you keep saying honeybee makes me think it's the same. It's the same word. It's not though. It's two words. Honey space bee. Yeah, according to entomologists, entomologists say that you should have a bee. Two words. It's because it is a type of bee. It is the word that is describing the kind of bee, and so it's it's not a compound word. I think that it looks cuter as one word. And I'm a person who will oftentimes write things out because I think it looks better that way. Not because it's right. I know it's not right. I like it better like that. Well, English is a living language and scientists are not necessarily concerned with the aesthetics of the language. You know, language is so inaccurate, even considering the spot that we're in now using language to describe things in the natural world language is still but a cudgel and so i always feel like if we have to use such an imprecise collection of words conjugated irregularly let's spice it up let's make it let's give it a little pep let's put a little style in the wild yeah right i'm much more a style person when it comes to grammar i like to do what feels good and i don't give a shit you know the word all right as in all right a lot of people will write it as one word it's not technically one word but i think it should be one word i mean it's a, it's effectively it's all right. a, this is like news to me it's I, effectively a single word yeah it should be a l l space right a lot of people say a l r i g h t and that's technically not the word no not all right <laughs> no not alt right no that's different uh, god damn it look at that all right is an adjective, but you would not use that as an interjection, like a one-word response. Mm-hmm. Okay. You would say, he's an all right guy, A-L-R-I-G-H-T. Or you could say, he's an alt-right guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't say, all right. Yeah, that yeah, that's two words, exactly. Yeah. Like when Dr. Dre said, smoke weed every day, every space day. If you were to use the word everyday as one word, that would, again, be an adjective. An everyday thing. Dr. Dre might say that smoking weed is an everyday thing, one word, or he might say, smoke weed every day, as two words. (laughs) Right. Interesting. Why to learn something today about all right? Everyone's learning something today on Garbage Brain. Honeybees are from South and Southeast Asia, and... All of the species of bees that make honey are from around that area. How old do you think bees are? Oh, they've got to be older than people. Older than me, but younger than my mom, probably. I'm going to go with even older than that. (laughs) Honey seems like something, you know, we talked about this in our sugar episode before people started refining sugar. They were getting honey. And I feel like the cartoons they had on TV that were reruns where the bears would get the honey. Mm -hmm. Winnie Pooh and Yogi Bear. (laughs) Winnie Pooh. (laughs) You know, I feel like bears were really overrepresented in media for the boomers. And then they kept showing it to us to try to convince us that bears were the primo threat. I'm going to go with uh, 200 million years. That is wrong. How old, are, how old are How old 34 million years. 34 million? Like, uh, reptilians were 35 million years old before bees came around. Well, I figured that insects would be not quite as advanced as reptilians. But there, you would think that they would be something that would evolve prior to more complicated organisms, though. 
Wait, do you mean reptiles or reptilians? Reptilians. Oh, as in reptilians, because they were about sixty-four million years ago. The intelligent species that created humans by genetically modifying they us. They did not. They they watched. That was the. That was the different alien species that came here. <laughs> reptilians <laughs> were from here. They're not aliens. We had a whole episode Our, about this. We had to go into this again. <laughs> So bees, are bees definitely terrestrial? Bees are not from, Earth, yes. from yeah, bees yeah, are not probably. from elsewhere. Yeah, because they are evolving very slowly. Notice, if they were planted here by a different species, or a different alien species, they'd probably be like mecha bees, like crazy bees, and they would speak telepathically and like update their own code and shit. They would at least speak like Sumerian. So are bees insects? Yeah. So they evolved and then they made their little houses and being in their little bee culture with their little bee Bernie, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> being in their little bee co-op with their charismatic leader served them well. It keeps them alive, essentially. Right, right. That's what keeps all the, all the cogs turning. The bees evolved 34 million years ago and they were mainly in Asia and they were in Europe and stuff. There were not bees until the Europeans brought them to North America. Did they do it on purpose or Yeah, because they loved it. Oh, okay. That's where they get their honey from. Of course they brought the bees with them. Oh, right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So bees are actually an invasive species in the United States. You hate to get stung by a bee, but that's the big thing they've been saying lately is the bees are dying out. Mm-hmm. And the bees are dying out. And they say we need the bees, but the bees are an invasive species. So how does that fit together? Okay, so the bees are an invasive species, but also, like, we don't really need the bees as much as they try to imply that you need the bees. I'm not saying that they're not, like, useful, but, okay, first off, there's the quote that they always attribute to Einstein where he said that if bees disappeared that everybody would die within four years right <laughs> and they people said einstein said that yeah no that, einstein never said that no einstein was not a biologist no he never ever said that okay there is no and there's no science to, that would support that statement all of the crops that they grow in the new world all evolved to pollinate without bees because bees are invasive here we squash uh peppers tomatoes, all of the new world crops all either self-pollinate or wind-pollinate or whatever. Corn. Corn. Wheat. Yeah. In addition to that, the 10 most important crops that people eat are all either cloned or they are pollinated by other stuff. So like the top 10 crops that people eat over the whole planet, they don't need bees for. So the crops that are necessary for survival do not require bees. Mm -hmm. So what is the deal with saying that everybody would die if it wasn't for bees? What crops need bees? Certain fruits, maybe. You could still survive. You would still have root crop. You still have grains. You still have peppers and squash and tomatoes and cassava, potatoes, yams, sweet potatoes, uh, soybeans, rice, wheat, sorghum, other tubers, plantains. Uh, (laughs) Look, I I respect fruit, but that makes it incredibly less of a crucial issue for humanity as everybody has made it seem. Yeah, I mean, it's not good for biological diversity. It's not good for the ecosystem to lose any organisms. But, like, a lot of what they say is not accurate. 
And when someone tells you something that's not accurate, then it's, it's the same as them telling you something that's not true. We were talking about this on the Discord earlier about endangered species and how capitalism makes it hard for industries that are dedicated to creating as much money as possible to do things for the planet that are probably good for the planet and good for other living things mm -hmm. while not maximizing profit. They're very bad for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, if you're not on the Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity, that's how you get on there. The idea that you make up a situation that humans can't survive without bees and that forces people to conserve the bees, I get where you're coming from, but I also feel misled. Right. <laughs> it's hard to triangulate because I think a lot of people might need to be lied to to save bees. <laughs> Most people don't inherently like bees because bees will sting you. Mm-hmm. Without some larger idea that we would die if we didn't have bees, I think it would be hard for people to want to conserve bees. Right. Obviously, we should, as a species, conserve all of the endangered animals and make sure nothing dies out. And we continue to have biological diversity for a number of reasons. And right, and whenever you lose any kind of any kind of species, you always run the risk of that one being like a load-bearing species. And there's effects that you didn't anticipate. It seems like a critique of communism. So I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure somebody will correct me if it's not true. But uh, Mao and China supposedly did not like the millions of sparrows in China. And when Mao took power, he said, okay, we're going to kill all the sparrows. They're a nuisance. I hate looking at them. They sound like dog shit to me, <laughs> right? And he got rid of all the sparrows and then the locusts caused the Great Famine. Mm -hmm. So I think there are effects, uh, the classic math problem of the rabbit and the wolf. If you have too many rabbits... You have too many wolves. The rabbits and the wolves need each other to survive, right? Mm -hmm. You can throw systems out of whack. So you have to preserve the bees to keep like the differential functions of all of the Earth's biosystems in whack with each other. Right, right. Yeah, but that's a very harder, that's a hard concept. I think it's much easier to say Marilyn Monroe said that if the bees die, that everybody's dick falls off. <laughs> like, oh shit, I need that thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Another thing that is a thing with the bees is, you remember killer bees? I've heard of killer bee. What is that? Okay, so killer bees are Africanized honeybees. So you have the regular bees, the regular honeybees, right? And you will hybridize them with East African lowland species of honeybee. So it's okay. a different species. They are super resistant to diseases and are better at foraging and stuff and so those bees work well for certain areas where like the climate is different and so bee bees don't do as well right yeah and so they created these africanized honeybees and had them in quarantine in brazil at the place where they had done the hybridization like they were doing a study for it and they were trying to breed a strain of bees that would have like the production of a regular bee, but then have all of the bonuses of the of the African bees. And when they were doing this, someone who was working at the apiary noticed that the little excluder screens that were put in place to keep the queens and drones from getting out of the apiary were making it so the other bees were having a hard time getting in and out. And so they just took them all off. 
Oh, and this enabled the killer bees to escape. Yes. And so they, they made these new bees, and then they accidentally released them out. Okay. And so what did the killer bees do? They are super duper defensive. Like any bee, like if you disturb their hive, will attack you. But the radius where these guys get triggered from is way wider. Oh, so they might just murk people within like how far from their hive. Right. And so are they more, is it venomous or is it just that people are allergic? They sting. They use stingers. Some people are allergic to it. I know I've gotten stung by a bee more than once in my life, Mm -hmm. but I know the last time I got stung by a bee, it was surprisingly painful. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. And I'm pretty tolerant of pain, but the first thing I thought, I I was at the pool, I was walking barefoot, and a bee stung my very littlest toe. My smallest of all my toes. Your baby is one. And I thought my first thought I had is I just stepped on a hypodermic needle. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So these African bees, they are super territorial and their uh, area they're defensive of is like way wider than a regular bee would be. And they will also chase you for like a quarter of a mile. So once they start coming after you, you have to run and keep running because they are going to chase you. I didn't think about that. And if you get swarmed by them, you're going to get stung 10 times more than if you got swarmed by a regular swarm of bees. So the bees in the swarm will sting you at a rate 10 times higher. Mm -hmm. Now, are they the same where if they sting you, they die? Their stinger comes out and they die? Yeah, just thinking about running from a swarm of bees, I can just hear like the Hanna-Barbera bongos. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then the like, wah, wah, wah. You just got stung by 114 Africanized bees. Right. Apparently, since they released all these bees, a thousand people have been killed by them. A thousand? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Is this just in America or worldwide? All over the world. But it's basically, they started in Brazil and they have been moving farther and farther and farther north. They were developed in the late 50s. So you said the the queen is the one that lays all the eggs. So do do hives of bees typically like genetically keep to themselves or are these killer bees crossbreeding with normal bees? Bees will hang out in their own hive for like indefinitely. Killer bees are more prone to all leaving at the same time. And so they will be like, okay, let's move somewhere else. And then they will all go somewhere else. And so they do mix in with the other populations of bees and they will breed with the other bees that they encounter. Okay, so they may be making other bee populations more aggressive Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think when I was a kid, I assumed, and I realize now that this is stupid, but I'm just kind of like looking back through my own mental yearbook of myself. I think up until a certain point, I assumed that bees ate honey. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that the bees made the honey and then they ate it. And I know even as a kid, they were like, well, the bees puke the honey up. And I'm like, yeah, but then the, of course they would because that's what they need to eat. And I was thinking it was a koala type situation, like where koalas only eat eucalyptus, Mm -hmm. like bees only eat honey and they store it because who knows where you're going to find honey out there. Right, right. (laughs) Bees eat pollen and nectar. So they they eat the pollen. Mm -hmm. Pollen is the only protein source for them. 
And so they need to eat pollen. Really? Mm -hmm. They need to have between 3.4 and 4.3 milligrams of pollen every day. So the pollen is their protein source. Nectar is just like sugar. Mm -hmm. So that's their carbohydrates and they're also their water. So they don't drink water. They get most of their water from nectar, but they will drink water if... It is really hot, or if nectar is in short supply for some reason, they'll drink water. You know what I would want if I was a bee? I would want a good crisp IPA, or I would want just a hot cup of coffee, because I'm just drinking sugar and I'm eating pollen. I'm drinking sugar and I'm eating pollen. Wouldn't you want something just a little bitter just to set that off? Like coffee and donuts, such a classic combo. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of into the idea of being a bee, though, and only only eating two things all at the same time. Like if there was two things I could eat all the time that were easy for me to get. Yeah. And just eating those two things all the time, I would be in peak physical condition all the time. I, mm -hmm. I would do it. One one more thing not to think about anymore. It, you know, simplify your life. Oh, you need oh you need some pollen and some nectar. Well, go to somebody's yard. Where is somebody's yard? Everywhere. You're standing in it, baby. You're you're in the middle of a yard right now. Just go out. What, you can't find 3.4 milligrams of <laughs> pollen? Dumbass. <laughs> Fucking dumb dumb. <laughs> so, okay, so they eat the pollen and the nectar, and sometimes they drink water, and they never drink IPA. What the fuck is the honey? What that, does the honey do? They store it, and they feed it to baby bees, and they store it for themselves for the wintertime. Oh, the bees do eat the fucking honey. They do eat the honey. But it's like not like the main thing they eat. The bees eat the honey, and they make the honey. This reeks of the company store to me. So honey is that sticky syrupy bullshit that tastes like honey that the bees make it right uh they make the honey from nectar and they also make it from secretions of other insects which is referred to as honeydew now i didn't know what honeydew was i thought it was just the melon no honeydew is like sugar water basically that is secreted by aphids and so what happens is that the aphids will bite into a plant and it will crunch into the cell wall of the plant. The sugar liquid inside the plant is so high pressure that when the when the aphid bites into it, it will shoot water out of the bug's ass. <laughs> and so, so, the, so like that so the bee will lick that up. <laughs> So it's like a front-loaded enema. Uh-huh. So it blows the aphid's ass out. Uh-huh. Through its mouth. Now, the... <laughs> That's true. Now, when you have a plant and it's and its water is high enough, it, it's turgid or it has yeah, turgor, yeah. right? I don't know how to say that. Uh, I've only read about it. But that's why a plant goes limp. If it doesn't have enough water, it can't maintain that water pressure. Let's see if we can get a picture of the, of the bug squirting stuff out of his butt. There you go. Poop. Honestly, like a little clear droplet of water emerging from a bug, that's the prettiest thing that has ever come out of any any animal. Butt. Any animal, yeah. Plants will make very pretty things, but a bug just emerging a crystal droplet from its own asshole—that's pretty nice. Yeah. That's you know, Cinderella could slip that right onto her foot and go right to the pumpkin ball. Uh, I don't actually know this story is. <laughs> 
Cinderella. I'm just. I feel like I've picked up parts of it from osmosis, but I've never, I've never synthesized the Cinderella story into a whole. Did no one ever tell you that story? I don't think so. Yeah. No, no, I was a boy. You couldn't, if you asked about Cinderella, they'd call you a slur and they'd tell you to learn about New York Giants instead. Right. They read you Sports Illustrated. Yeah, they'd say, go catch a football, dick. <laughs> Here you go, sports boy. <laughs> Good job, sport. <laughs> hey there, slugger. <laughs> so the bees lick the other bug's ass I don't think that they follow juice. the bugs around and lick their ass juice. I think that they probably sense that there's sugar on, like, plants, and then they will go and check it out. So they will go and collect nectar. They have two stomachs. They have, like, my stomach and then everybody else's stomach. So they will have, like, a little stomach where they, they have the food that they digest, but then they have a second stomach that they fill up that is just food that they are going to bring back to the hive for everybody else. They will take in all of this nectar. They will suck it in through their proboscis, it will go into their honey stomach. It's also called a proventriculus. Their honey stomach holds 40 milligrams of nectar, which is roughly half the bee's weight without having anything in it. Really? Uh -huh. And it takes them about an hour or 1,000 flowers to fill it up. So that's why they're always going from flower to flower. It's like a Halloween trick-or-treat situation to them. Right. They just get one little bit of nectar at each spot, and so they have to keep going from flower to flower. Right. And so when they get the nectar, the moisture level or the water content of the nectar is like going to be around 70 to 80%. They have enzymes in their glands that get added to the nectar when they bring it into their body the first time that starts breaking the sugar in the nectar down that will end up actually raising the water content slightly and then they go back to the hive they start regurgitating and so they will regurgitate the nectar in between their mandibles until it is partially digested and pass it in between them and when they're when they're when they're uh passing the nectar back and forth they kind of blow bubbles into it which makes the surface area a lot larger and the water starts evaporating off of it. They will keep on regurgitating and digesting and, and working the bubbles into the nectar for about 20 minutes and passing it from one bee to the other bee to the other bee to the other bee until it gets to a point where it is like honey now, I suppose. And they were going to go put it in the, in, the, in the hive. And so they will just pass it back and forth until the water content in in the honey is 18%. And once it gets to 18%, they cap it with wax. So that's at a point where they're like, oh, I don't think we need to spit this back and forth anymore, bro. Like, this well, they is... spit it back and forth until it gets to a certain point and then they put it in the in the comb and then they are just in there doing their bee stuff and like flapping their wings and stuff. And that makes it also dry more. Okay. And so then once it gets all the way dry, it gets to that like 18% moisture level, uh -huh. they cap it with wax. What they do is they evaporate the water off until the sugar concentration is beyond the saturation point, And then that prevents it from fermenting or ever getting going bad or anything like that. Then it's basically shelf stable forever now. Self-preserved. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the original qualities of honey that led to it being prevalent is that it was basically, it would not rot. 
Mm-hmm. And it could be stored forever at room temperature. Right. And it was sweet. It was the only thing that was sweet back then. It, remember, they didn't figure out, like, sugar cane and sugar beets and making sugar and stuff like that until, like, a while. Mm-hmm. And so the the main game was if you wanted something sweet, it was going to be honey. And that was about it. You know, they always said bees throw up. Bees puke out the honey. But it's really knowing that they have a special organ that is just for the honey it's not so bad. It's like a crop. It's not like so much like, it's not like they're digesting it for themselves. I always had the idea that it was kind of barfy and that it was kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, if that bee ate some hot dogs, like when you have, I mean, everybody's drank beer and barfed hot dogs. Let's just be honest here. I thought like it's really dependent, like you could get some real hot dog barf in your honey yeah but really it's more that the bees take the honey in and they have a special sack and then like right right i remember one time my sister we were uh out camping or something like that and people were drinking and my sister went out behind some tree or something and threw up and later on someone noticed that when she had thrown up she'd thrown up like a hot dog but it was like a whole hot dog it was just like broken into two pieces and we couldn't figure out like how she would have eaten it like how would you get that down like that <laughs> don't bite it bite uh, it and swallow it whole. but if you listen <laughs> like a boat like a like a snake if you bite a hot dog perfectly if you get 50 percent if you bite it perfectly in half and that goes down and hot dogs are smaller Mm-hmm. I mean, hot dogs are pretty small, especially after you cook them. If you get the first half down, the second half is obviously that's going to go down. Uh-huh. You did it before. Uh-huh. Second time is like easy peasy, like old hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a big puker. No. But you really aren't a puker. I will attest to that. I've been married to you for a very long time at this point, And I think I've only uh, been aware of you puking like me once. I was on a pretty restrictive diet and we went out and I was like well it's fine I had two beers I literally two beers and we went to the bar and they had some kind of hamburger and it was like the mega pepper burger so I got it and I remember I ate half of it because I was dieting but I think I hadn't eaten anything else that day Mm -hmm. I think I was just smoking weed instead of eating the weed diet Uh which I mean (laughs) If you're going to take some kind of substance instead of eating, that's probably the best one. I don't know how well it worked. It worked great for me. But, I was very trim back then when I was high all the time constantly. Oh, I uh, yeah, I was. I was. And I had a couple of beers, like half of a hamburger. And I was like, I'm going to need to leave. And I remember we went home. I barfed up. I barfed up exactly half of a hamburger. But I don't think you could tell. I chewed it. I'm a big chewer. Yeah, that, I, I don't, this hot dog was not chewed. Yeah, this was this was definitely recognizable as like just a very lightly broken hot dog. Like it was like snapped in half and that was it. Do you think if a bee was desperate that a bee would eat a hot dog? Because the bee needs protein from the pollen. I don't know if a bee would be able to digest a hot dog. Maybe the bee would puke it up all in one piece and then... You would think, like, maybe this is just nature. Maybe. (laughs) Um, So, did you know that bees are also able to generate tons of body heat? 
and regulate their hive temperature. Really? And that is part of why they do such a great job of evaporating the water off of the honey. If they generate heat, hot air can carry a lot more water. Mm -hmm. So that enables evaporation, yeah. Uh, but they will flutter their wings constantly for air circulation. They keep the temperature inside the hive around 95. Really? Mm -hmm. That seems really hot. Mm -hmm. And insects are not self-heating generally, are they? I mean, they're not warm-blooded. But bees have figured out how to work together well enough that they don't have to everyone die in the wintertime. Oh, so they just walk around and flap their wings. And they just stay in the hive. They stay in the hive and everything's cool. Wow. We have much to learn from bees. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the real Einstein. <laughs> bees. I want a beehive. What would you do with a beehive? I would have all of those friends who live in the beehive. I would have all that honey that I would probably infuse with weed. And then I would also have wax. Where I would use the wax to wax the bottom of my pots. I would be afraid that I would do all that and then I would buy the, the little wooden cabinet and I would do the stuff... And you would buy the bees. You would have to buy the bees. Mm -hmm. You buy them you, by the pound. Yeah, you can't just get, it's not like something else where you just buy one bee and you go one, two, four, eight, sixteen, right? Mm -hmm. You have to buy the whole the whole bees. Let's see how much and bees cost. $35 for a queen bee. Just one bee? Let me see. How much does the working class bees cost? Bees the ones that for do all the sale. work. Big Monday bee sale. I walk up to your apiary. I look at you looking all good in your white outfit with your cage on your head. And I pull out one of the honeycombs and I look at it and I look at you and I say, bees for sale. <laughs> it looks like you can't get any bees delivered until late March. Probably because your bees would freeze. Three pounds of bees. Including nurse bees, forager bees, guard bees, drone bees, and a queen bee for 130 bucks. Those are a lot of character classes. <laughs> 130 bees? That's a lot of... That's a buck a bee, baby. 130 is not even that many. And they could just fly off. It's not like... Three get... pounds of bees. Oh, three pounds? Mm -hmm. I thought you said a dollar a bee. I don't I... know why I said that. <laughs> How much <laughs> does any bee weigh? 90 milligrams. Okay. One three hundredth of an ounce. So every ounce of bees is three. So 4,800 a pound. 4,800 a pound. So it's like 15,000 bees. Okay, that's not so bad. When you said a dollar a bee, I thought that sounds expensive. <laughs> You will get 130 really large bees. <laughs> They're like baseball size. If I I was just going to say apple, I was just going to say if I'm paying a dollar a bee, this motherfucker well, better be pounds. the size. Three pounds. three pounds. Three pounds of giant bees. Uh, if I got a three-pound bee, it should be the size of a kitten, I think. That's one bee. We need... Where would you put a... <laughs> <laughs> Where would you imagine this? Okay. Uh -huh. Clear your mind. Think of this. Got, got it. Clear. There's a bell. Just wait. <laughs> and you go. Where do they go? They have to build hexagons. <laughs> and then the cats all puke in the hexagons. What if a cat was a bee? Well, then Einstein would love it more. <laughs>
So if it was Cappy, okay, Cappy, is that a bee that is like a little cat? Or is that like a really large bee that shits in a box? A bee cat, if you ask me, a bee <laughs> cat is essentially a cat. It looks like a cat. It pets like a cat. Like a cat. Uh-huh. But it has a second stomach where it vomits honey. <laughs> Instead of cat train, what do you feed cats? You feed them dog food. Mr. You feed them Mr. Crunch, the little things where they have to crunch it. Crunch Instead it. of that, <laughs> crunchy dog food, just for cats. <laughs> I. This is where you step in. You say instead of crunchy dog food, you feed them flower nectar. And they just go, the cats go around. What's cuter than a cat going around licking flowers? Their tongues are like little Velcros or something. They have such weird tongues. They think your tongue is weird. I know. Cats are walking around going, what the fuck is umami? (laughs) That guy's tongue is weird. (laughs) That guy can taste sweetness. He's fucked. (laughs) Uh, Are you ready for some hot... Beefacts. Did you know how many flowers do you think? How many fi- how, how many flowers do you think it takes to make a pound of honey? How many flower visits by bees in a pound of honey? A hundred thousand. Uh, two million. Wow. Two million? Yep. And that's is that individual flowers themselves? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Individual okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, not individual plants. Did you know that if a single bee was to make a pound of honey, it would have to fly 90,000 miles. Could it do that? Well, it, probably not because all the bees make it together. Right. It's like uh, teamwork makes a dream work. I once had a buddy where I was explaining to my buddy how Spotify sucks ass. Yeah. And I was like, so when somebody listens to my song and they listen to it all the way through on Spotify... I get one third of a penny, so I get zero point zero zero three dollars. And he's like, "Yeah, but if a million people listen to it, you'd get a lot of money." And I was like, "This is true, but I can get about a thousand people to listen to it, not a million. So I get like thirty dollars." <laughs> And he's like, yeah, but you just get a million people to listen to it. And I was oh, like, okay. And I was like, well, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciated his positivity, but I was like, it's really, uh, he was trying to cheer me up. You could do it, buddy. He was trying to cheer me up, but it's bees are basically all those Spotify users. They give you three cents of honey. And at the end of the day, you get that little jar like a bear. So those bear jars are fake. I heard this. They're fake. When you go in, you get the bear jar of honey. It's just fake. It's all like corn syrup or something. Well, I think that the bear jar, you could buy a bear jar. I could buy bear jars that are empty. I think that it's not the bear jar's fault. You had to read the label because a lot of honey is fake though. When I say bear jar, I mean the little plastic squeezable bottle and it's in the shape of a bear. Well, I'm just saying that because I have a bear jar of honey in the cabinet right now that I just bought. And I know for a fact that it is not fake honey because I made sure of it before I bought it. And so if it's labeled as like honey. Well, the ingredients have to tell you what it is. Okay. If it's labeled as like honey product and then the ingredients are like other stuff. Yeah. Corn syrup and honey flavoring. What is in honey? What is honey made of? Nectar. Bee enzymes. 
That's it. Is it made of like fructose or what's in honey? Oh, you want to know the toses that are in it? Sucrose, fructose, glucose. So pretty much exactly what you would expect mm-hmm. of something that's sweet. So do you like honey? Are you a honey man? I think honey is all right. The only honey product that I think I really like is when you make honey butter, like for biscuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting honey butter on biscuits. I think that's pretty genius. That's like the typical, the traditional salt, sugar, and fat combo mm-hmm. that we all chemically love. Everyone loves to honey- love it. Yeah, honey butter on biscuits. That's pretty solid. Never notice if we have or don't have honey in the house. I don't use it for anything. I like honey in stuff, but I do not like honey on its own. Really? If I have some tea, I'd like some honey in my tea. I like it as an ingredient and stuff. Honey Nut Cheerios is obviously the king of cereals. Honey itself, like, is really gross to me. And so I think, okay, so here's the thing is that I think I was like... False, I was, like, sold a false bill of goods by, like, the media when I was very young, right? Where they tried to tell you that, like, look at these bears. They love it. They love this honey. Yeah. Right? They just want to eat it. <laughs> and then I went to my grandmother's house one day, and she had a jar of honey, and I, I, I got a spoon, and I probably ate, like, three or four spoonfuls of it. Yeah. And I got so fucking sick, like, I wished I was dead. And I was oh, like, no. I was, like, five. <laughs> I was like barfing sick, like extremely fucking sick off eating this massive amount of honey. It maybe it was uh the honey, maybe it was bad timing and I got sick off something else coincidentally at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. ever since then, like thinking about like it's like it created like an association with me where eating honey makes you bu- makes you puke. Did you know that a bee's brain is the size of a sesame seed? Not very smart. But it makes sense. It can't be that big. It's inside of a... <laughs> Did it's you know inside a, bee, of a, a bee's brain is the size of a kiwi? Now, that can't possibly be. That would be fantastic if a intelligent bee was flying around with an old kiwi brain. They have, like, giant kiwi brains that they keep off-site, and they just, it's just like they interact with them remotely. <laughs> just like a USB drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you know that uh, after uh, queen bee mates with a male, the male bee dies because the queen rips his dick off, basically. And the force of his endophallus being removed also rips open his abdomen, and he dies. Wow. They're just there to fuck, and once they fuck, they're done. Do you have sex once, and it rips your dick off? Mm-hmm. That's life on planet Earth, I guess. Yeah, right. Okay, so here's a fact that I'm, I'm skeptical about, because I read that bees have only been around for 34 million years, but this fact says honeybees have been producing honey in the same way for over 150 million years. Well, those... Two facts seem to disagree with each other. Yeah, by a wide margin. Now, I read once, and I don't know if this is true. Maybe you can tell me. The size that bees are and the speed at which they flap their wings. Bees are, of course, much smaller than us. Mm -hmm. The viscosity of the air and the speed at which they flap their wings and the size at which they are. When a bee flies through the air, it deals with the viscosity of the air due to its size and speed at the same as the same way as a human would deal with swimming through water. I've never heard that. And the idea is that like the viscosity, like the physical properties of the air, the bee is moving its wings so fast 
and it's so small that the molecular physics of air causes a viscosity, and viscosity means thickness of a fluid, Mm -hmm. right? It's similar to a human swimming through water. And so a bee's wings, if you slow it down and you look at it, it is not just flapping its wings like a bird. It's sort of swooping them through the air and around, sort of like a boat oar. Like scooping it. Yeah, like scooping or like a human doing a breaststroke. I did not know that. Uh, here's a fact that you asked me about. It says a single bee will produce one twelfth of a teaspoon in its lifetime. In its lifetime? Mm-hmm. How long do bees live? Six to eight weeks. Really? Mm-hmm. That's not long. I no. thought they would have lived longer. Uh, the queen will live for like four or five years. Ooh, really? Uh-huh. But a single regular bee will not yeah. live very long. Yeah. Wow. And that's not always due to getting its dick ripped off. That's right. just here. That's just here and there. What do they usually die of? Running around and getting nectar and stuff. Wow, they just fucking keel over. I mean, they probably run into a lot of like birds and animals that want to eat bugs, and they probably like run into windshields and yeah. And on top of them having like extremely taxing lives where they have to like fly miles and miles and miles every time they go and get get a load of stuff. No, I think on top of everything else, like if I was a bird and I saw a bee, I'd be like, the last time I ate one of those motherfuckers, that was full of honey. (laughs) I like those guys. I'm a bird. I eat bugs all the time. I love them. Most, if you're a bird, most bugs have got to taste like dog shit. But you crunch on a bee, that's like a candy to you, a bird. Do birds even taste the difference between stuff like that? We'd have to ask a bird. Listen, if you're a bird. Sound off in the Discord. Let us what know. Do, what do things taste like in your bird mouth? Use our cudgel of language to describe to us in our language. What do bird things taste like in your bird mouth, dumbass? <laughs> You seen them when they put the they had the beehive next to the M M&M and M factory and they like got into the dumpsters at the M M&M and M factory and they started making honey that was like colored like M and M's. Yeah, and it was like opaque and disgusting looking. Yeah. <laughs> the bees are like this flower just going in the, the sugar dumpster. They're like this flower is incredibly red and nutritive. Right, right. This is caca, yucky honey. This is the grossest image i've ever seen on the internet uh what did you learn today about bee he he's the honeybees uh you know there's so many of them and they make such little honey but then you add it all up and it's hundreds of honey right it's free it just comes right out of the bee's ass <laughs> i'm just gonna call her out right now for about 15 years Natalie has been engaging in a very slow burn disinformation campaign (laughs) online, drawing pictures of bees shitting out honey. In fact, she's she's drawing them and their front two hands are balled up into fists and they're going like they're doing it. Like they're taking a particularly hard dump. Just when you get that one and there's nerves down there and there's stuff down in there. And it really, it's not just the poop comes out. It's like it makes you sweat. (laughs) Sometimes you get it and you kind of get a little lightheaded, right? Because there's nerve endings down Mm -hmm. there. And so you're drawing the bees struggling with that. Well, the bees puke it out of a separate stomach. It doesn't pass by their vagus nerve. Right. Uh, The disinformation campaign has worked on yourself because you still (laughs) 
believe that bees shit honey. And that's really the takeaway from all this is if a bee is taking a hard crap, it's because he's got extra honey. Hi. Listen, Garbage Brain University is sponsored by... Harlem Township, Ohio. Northeast of Columbus, Ohio. Our favorite place to go. Check them out. They don't have a travel bureau. We are their travel bureau. Harlem Township, Delaware County, Ohio. Check them out. And Hazel Technologies. Purveyors of packets filled with stuff that makes it so your fruit in the mail does not arrive as rotten fruit in a box. You're basically the honeybee of this situation. You want your sugar to show up in primo condition, and Hazel Technologies is going to do it for you. And if you haven't already, throw us a subscription, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You get access to our Discord chat room. We play games, GeoGuessr, Among Us, probably other games by the time you hear this. And we have over 60 paid episodes, including our mini-series, Alien Timber, where we investigate and reveal secrets about extraterrestrials. Right. They're definitely here. They're here. They're real. And you need to know. <laughs> Patreon.com slash University. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.